Welcome back to the Nautic Ed podcast. This is Grant Hedefin, Global Director of Education. And um, today on the line, you've got uh, two Kiwis, not one, but two. So um, one being myself, as you can probably tell. And the second one is Nick Olson. And Nick is from a really well-known company. It's called Predict Wind. And it's one of the leading predictive wind companies out there and weather um, companies out there for for sailors right so you're going to go sailing you want to know what the weather is going to be like um, so why don't we pull up the predict wind app and so what we want to do is have a really good discussion with with Nick about um, how to predict weather how to use the tools um, that we're going to make available to you and um, just start to understand weather a little bit more so uh, hey Nick um, like welcome Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for having us along here to, to do this today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Nick, you're in Auckland, New Zealand, right now, right? Yep, Auckland, New Zealand. Um, yeah, we have. I haven't. I haven't flown the nest like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. Much of Predict Wind is uh, based here in Auckland, New Zealand, um, but we do have some people in Australia and some people in Europe. Um, so. Yeah, a global company. All right, yeah, fantastic. And that's exactly right. You are a global company. So how long have you been around for? 12 years. And yes, we are we are global. And um, the US is, would be our biggest market. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so um, so tell me in a you know few words, you know, what is Predict Wind, first off? And then maybe, you know, why some of our listeners should take some notice here, because this is, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Predict Wind um, is a, a weather forecasting um, set of tools. Uh, so we have uh, the best weather models in the world um, and we have high resolution weather modeling. And then, but a really important thing about having really great information is being able to deliver it in a um, simple and understandable manner. And so we spend a lot of our time uh, developing software that makes it easy for marine users to get the best weather data essentially and have the tools to um to interpret it and use it right so um you know and we were talking just before like um you know you go attend a weather seminar and uh, <laughs> you walk out of that seminar going i think i know some stuff now um, but then maybe next week or next month, then uh, you've kind of forgotten most of it. And then, you know, you got to look at the weather one day and you're like, uh, OK, what's it going to be like? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, weather's a huge topic and you can go, there's people that dedicate their lives to it. Um, you know, it can be yeah, very, very complex. And our our goal is actually to make complex weather simple and easy to understand. That's actually... Uh, part of our company um, ethos is to is to do that so that you know have that best you know the best information you can get but actually make it digestible and um, you know ready for people to use right and so the key comes down to and this is probably why you've been successful successful is just the interface right um, to a regular person who you know, doesn't deal with weather every day. They're not a meteorologist, and so they're able to pull up this interface on their phone um, and say, "Right, I understand exactly what's going on." Right? Yeah, yeah. So we have a bunch of a bunch of different parameters and 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 different kinds of tools. Not everyone likes to use the same things. Uh, you know, when we started uh, Predict Wind, um, when John Bilger started it twelve years ago, 
he came from an America's Cup background and um, they had all this great weather modeling, um, these, you know, all these great weather models. And um, he thought this is going to be easy. We've got the best data. So we'll just, you know, everyone will just want it. And then he realized really quickly uh, that it was actually just, it was about delivery. And so, as, as you say, we spend most of our time uh, putting a huge amount of effort into um, making that delivery easier. And so we have a, a lot of people, uh, you know, anyone that works on the front side of Product Wind is a sailor. So I've got colleagues that are um, ex-Volvo Ocean Race sailors, delivery skippers, um, people, you know, they do a lot of uh, cruising now when we let them out and um, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, personally, I'm a, I'm a dinghy sailor. I take my kids sailing on the weekend um, and I also do a bit of two-handed offshore sailing. And, you know, being sailors, we know what it's like to be out there. We know that it's how important the weather is and, and, and the role that that plays in, in safety and our enjoyment. And so, yeah, having having that that sort of background and, and that culture in the company of, of sailors. And then we're also, um, you know, something else that we really like to focus on is our, is, is our customers. We're very customer focused. We like listening to what people have to say. Um, you know, sometimes uh, the most difficult customers actually turn out to have, um, you know, some really great point as to, you know, oh, why are we doing it like that when we could actually change that and, and it would make a lot of sense for everyone. So, yep. yeah, yep, definitely that, that, that interaction with our customers and, and, and the sailors in the company uh, are really what help to give, make, the, make the whole Predict Wind ecosystem a usable piece of equip, equipment and tools. Yeah, no, look, that's fantastic. And <clears throat> I can definitely relate to that at Nautigad. We've got tens and tens and tens of thousands of students, and um, we want to make it so that. I mean, at the end of the day, um, look, if you make your system so easy to understand, then you get less customer service calls because people understand already, right? So that it's kind of you know a self-fulfilling prophecy when you uh, when you make things easy to understand, right, with the interface. Yeah, yeah, certainly. The the easier the better. I mean, I guess as, as I started off saying that, that weather can be an incredibly complex top, topic, but it, it doesn't need to be. And, um, you know, you can take your understanding to whatever level you want to. Um, and But really, if you use, use what we offer um, and learn how to use that, you can be very proficient at understanding what what's going on around you. Right, right, and and you know for the listeners, look, we're not really trying to make this into an advertisement for a predict win, right? So, <laughs> what we're trying to do is say, look, you know, you're going to be a, a competent sailor. You need to be able to know what's going on with the weather today when you go out, or you're planning uh, to go out next week, or you're planning a sailing vacation in Greece or the Caribbean or whatever. Okay, what's what's going to be happening? Um, in a week from now, um, what's happening in a couple of days from now? If we go this route over to that island, what's going to be happening um, in that location in two days? Or even, um, okay, so I'm going to be anchoring um, in this bay. Is the wind going to turn around in the night and um, uh, run me ashore? I mean, I even remember one time uh, we were in Greece and we were trying to decide which side of the pier because there was a finger pier that came out into the ocean. And so we're like, well, which, which side should we med more up to? And um, so I just pulled out a weather app and looked, okay, what's happening um, through the night? And sure enough, the wind was going to spin uh, through the night. And so we uh, actually med moored on the windward side of the pier. Um, 
so that we'd have a nice uh, sleep as it swam. So, uh, you know, it's just good. As a sailor, you've got to understand uh, what's going to be happening. And so, you know, we've got a couple of, uh, we've got one very specific global weather course on Nautic Ed. And uh, look, it's a great course and it does help you understand the weather. But, you know, coming out of that course, you're never going to be able to yourself with your knowledge predict what's going to go on um, in the next few days. So, um, you know, it just comes back to you need to have a, a, a tool that you can use to predict exactly what's going on. And, and we're saying that predict wind is the best one out there. So I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with that, Nick. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there, there's lots of um, weather apps out there, right? There's, you know, there, there, there's, you know, you can go into the app store and there's, there's, there's heaps of them. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, we're quite aware of that. And, um, and so we uh, offer things that, that others don't. And so we, um, we have better weather models. So we have, um, you know, the ECMWF, which is the number one weather model in the world. And then we have Spire, which we've recently added. So that's um, the number one private weather model in the world globally. Um, we did a big validation study on that. And then we have the UKMO, which uh, you know, lots of the national weather services use, um, Met offices around the world use. And so that's actually considered the number two global model behind um, ECMWF. Hey, so and so then, just jumping in here, what, what, what's a weather model just for everybody? Okay, so a weather model is um, essentially an algorithm, um, a, a pretty complex one that takes into account all sorts of um, all sorts of parameters. So everything from the ground up to uh, you know the upper atmosphere. So all the layers through the atmosphere, because obviously weather is affected um, by what happens up above, and but also at 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 ground level, um, you know there's land effects and there's heating and and, and all that sort of stuff. So a weather model uh, tries to encompass all of those things, and a global weather model will do that uh, pretty well. But it is it is doing that for the entire globe. Um, and so, but to probably a step back from there is that people are like, well, how does it, how does it actually, um, where does it get its information from to start with? And so where they get the information from to start with is, you know, from ships, from aeroplanes, um, from satellites, uh, you know, from uh, balloon observations, from, um, you know, observations on the ground. And um, so all of that, all of that observation data is, made into a, a digital file which is called an initial conditions file and so that initial conditions file which is your snapshot of the of the world's weather at that particular time so it's an actual reading of the of, of, of every, every all the weather all around the world at that time and that that information is fed into a weather model so you can put that same initial conditions file into different weather models and you get different results because they all have different physics going on inside them. Right, so each weather model is, is written, it's software, right? So it's written by different um, entities saying, well, we think we have the best weather model because you know we're taking into account this and this and we know the, um, 
gee, I mean, you, I guess you're looking at a frontal system that's coming in and you've got a mountain range and you've got a temperature and you've got, um, you know, this and that. Um, and then that all feeds into the model and says, okay, so right here in this 10 mile zone, you're going to get, we predict with this software, you're going to get this weather over the next, you know, day, two days, two hours, um, whatever it is, right? That's yeah yeah so in that and they um you know there's there's lots of weather models out there and um and but the good ones um are, are, you know are, are proven time and time again with their accuracy and so you know we're not into just throwing any any weather model into our into what we have and what we offer um our customers you know we want the very best and that's that that's what we're delivering um so and Beyond that as well, you know, we have global models, so they're, they're, they're running all over the globe and, and, and they, there is, there's different initial conditions files that get fed into these models. But another, another part of that is, is the resolution. So that's like, so let's say ECMWF, for instance, you know, each, it's broken the world up into nine kilometer squares. Um, the GFS, 25 kilometer squares. And, and so for each one of those squares, it, it thinks, everything thinks, the same and so obviously the smaller you can make those little squares the more accurate they can be and so uh, at predictor we have we have two uh, models of our own and for coastal areas we run them at eight kilometers and one kilometer resolution and so at that one kilometer resolution you can get you know the the effects of that of the of those cliffs over there or um you know that big island there um, or the acceleration in between two different land masses, um, but also, um, you know, thermal effects, you know, it'll pick up the, a, a sea breeze coming in and, you know, in the afternoon and, and that sort of stuff, because it's, it, 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 it has all the land features in there. And it might know, even so far as going to, oh, it's, there's a lot of buildings there or it's a, a dark coloured land mass, it's, ro you know, it's rock or whatever, so that'll heat more than if it was just bush, for instance. So it's there's a lot going on, but they take a huge amount of computing power. So that's why everyone doesn't run one kilometer resolution models around the world because the computing power involved in doing that is is massive. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I love living in the digital age, right? So this is all just digital technology applied and. and you know, look, in, I'm in Austin, Texas, so just down the road, we got Houston and Galveston in uh, 1910, I think it was, uh, around that time, 10,000 people died uh, with a hurricane um, in Galveston. I mean, that that's just, you know, that's shocking. Um, and what happened to those people, they were just like, oh, you know, look, the clouds are rolling in. <laughs> oh, the clouds are getting worse. Oh, there's a bit of wind going on. Oh, it's starting to rain. You know, and uh, within a day, 10,000 people are dead. Um, and, you know, that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, uh, and even, you know, the weather models have got better and better over time. But, you know, having it down to one kilometer resolution, <laughs> that's just awesome. I love that. So, and, and you know, again, we just want to tell people this is, this is sort of how it works, right? Um, this information is out there. And at your fingertips at any time, you can start to get this information and you don't have to know you know uh, the, what's going on at the 500 millibar level right you don't need to know any of that kind of stuff you don't have to um 
you can just pull out your phone and say, okay, well, what's the weather like uh, this afternoon? We're going to go sailing. Let's let's go. Um, so, man, that's awesome that you guys do that. And so you, you're running multiple weather models, right? And some even on the app, you can say, well, what is this model saying and what is this model saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're um, a big believer, you know, like, yes, the weather models and the technology is gets better and better all the time. And we're always, um, you know, trying to be right at the cutting edge of that. And, um, and we're always, you know, we're, we're up, either we're updating our models or we've, um, you know, adding in new models um, that, are, that, are, that are, you know, we validate them to prove that they are actually uh, performing better. But no one weather model is ever right 100% of the time. And that's why we have um, multiple weather models, uh, you know, different sources, different initial condition files. And what 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 do you do with all of that? Well, really simply, you can um, you can look for trends. So you know, um, you know, if they if they all agree, well, that's great because you, you can be really confident. You know, like you know, if six weather models all saying the same thing. Six really good weather models are saying the same thing. You know, that's probably what's going to happen. But if you see a big, uh, you know, a divergence between them, that, that, that you know they can't all agree. Well, then you want to look at why, you know, you can look at why they're not, you know, why do you think they're not going to agree? Is it timing? Is there a front coming through? And maybe they think that, you know, one model thinks it's going to come at four o'clock in the morning and, and you know, the others think it's going to come at, at midday. You know, it's right. uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of factors around how you can read all that information. And we even have uh, ways of, um, you know, we have a thing called the daily briefing uh, that was created by uh, my boss, John. He was uh, taking his kids uh, sailing and on the weekends, and he would always, always ask them on the way to sailing, "Well, what's what's the weather doing?" And uh, he's got two girls that sail, and um, they'd both give him different answers, and he found that really frustrating. And so he w- created uh, a, an algorithm. Well, we with our with our meteorologists, um, we created an algorithm that's actually giving a re- written forecast by by doing exactly what I'm saying, you know, it's looking at, it's looking at, at, at the trends, it's looking at the, you know, what the, what the consensus is across the models. And so that's in a little thing that we call the daily briefing. So, you know, that's sort of, with what we have, you can, you can use it at a, a really basic level, or you can go the massive deep dive, you know, I mean, I personally, I like to, you know, I might look at the, I might look at the tables, and then I might go into the wind maps, and then I'll look at the gust maps, and then I'll look at the rain maps, and 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 put all those factors together. I might look at um, the Cape map if I see a you know if I see a frontal band coming through, which I can see because I can see a band of rain and a wind change coming. Um, and then I might look at the Cape, and I might go, whoa, there's you know there, there's Cape in there. And um, I think you're going to have to escape, explain Cape. Yeah, so Cape is convective available potential energy. And it's essentially how much energy is in the atmosphere. So if you see, um, you know, for that, the example I'm giving there, if I see a frontal band coming through and it's got um, elevated cape levels in it, I would, I, you know, without getting into the details of what it is, you know, how it all works, I can just go, oh, look, so I can see all these factors are coming together here. It's actually going to be quite a nasty front because I know that, you know, the cape levels are up, I've got, the, I've got heavy rain coming through, it's you know going to be it's going to be nasty. You might have a bit of bang. So and that that can also be used if you were um, if you're doing a passage. Let's say you, you you 
doing some island hopping in the Caribbean, um, or even you're just sailing locally, um, if you see those cape levels high, and then all of a sudden you see some black clouds rolling in, well, you're, you know, the forecast isn't going to, uh, the weather model, you know, might have 10 knots all day in the weather model. But if you see, if you notice that you had high cape levels in there, you might even just see it in the tables. And, um, and but then you see these black clouds rolling in towards you, it's time to put a reef in or, 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 or furl that sail or whatever, because you're probably going to get hit by something pretty nasty. Um, and, you know, having that little bit of information there can be the difference between it turning real bad for you and it being, you know, you're getting a bit wet. I can tell you a, a story that is right on topic with that. Uh, we were doing some training down in the Bahamas and um, we we're quite away from Abacos. We we're probably maybe 100 miles south of Abacos uh, Islands and then um, around some other different islands. And, uh, we're sailing along, we're doing spinnaker training, and off in the distance we could see quite a few thunderstorms um, heading off and a little bit of lightning. And it was in the distance, um, but the chief instructor that we had with us said, uh, yeah, mm, probably prudent to uh, pull the spinnaker down and we'll just um, sail on the main. And so we're just going along and laughing and talking and stuff, and then a, uh, a microburst came ripping down out of the sky, not, say, 300 uh, meters away from us, um, hit the water, basically exploded the water um, off on our starboard um, side and then come ripping at us and we saw the wind meter go to 70 knots um, from yeah. about 20 knots, right? So, um, and the, we're on a catamaran, so the hull lifted up and at that time I went, okay, two things are going to happen, either we're going over um, or the mast is going to break. And uh, fortunately, the, sh uh, the sail shredded uh, to pieces. So um, that would have been a, um, a high cape um, indication, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a warning. Yeah. It's a, you know, a heads up. You know, like if you saw that and you were doing an overnight passage, you might be like, well, actually, we're just going to sail with, with, with a reef in tonight. Even, yeah. if, even if the average forecast, you know, the... The wind in the forecast isn't high because if you get that rolling through in the night yeah you know yeah just you know you might sound more conservatively right. um you know like if you guys if you had that piece of information and you saw those clouds you'd be like you know obviously you had someone with you that had seen this all before um but you know so it's a you know he had the experience to to, to know that but i mean yeah maybe maybe you should have uh you know reduce the sail on the main as well yeah. right no we should have absolutely because it shredded it so absolutely we should have there's your answer <laughs> yeah. right there and we had to sail uh, once it had gone well and then we ran downwind right um with bare poles um and uh and a extremely flapping sail i think we had to cut it away um we just ran down went on on motors and then once it had all gone we put the head sail up and had to sail 100 miles back north through the night to get back home um so cape is like in the app right so you can see yeah um, yeah yeah. i mean and that's that's the thing we've got it, you can um you know there's this it's it's not it's easy to say oh you have a weather app but it's like i mean i never really even say that because we have you know we're multi-platform we have we have, uh, you know, the Predict Wind app, which is what you have on your phone, or you can have, you look at that on the website. But then we also have the offshore app for when you are going out of cell, um, you know, cell phone range. And so you, if you want to, you know, if you can use satellite that's designed to work with satellite comms and, you know, saves all the data offline. 
so yeah it's not we're not it's not just an app and there is you know there's the guys in the in the Bondi globe at the moment they're you know they are using um they're using our stuff too so whether i'm taking my kids sailing uh you know on the weekend or or my wife is asking me you know oh well which you know what should i wear a dress today or you know um she actually uses it herself um and um you know she doesn't there's, want there's to, no she doesn't no want to do a, she doesn't want to do a there's marilyn no, monroe um today that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's no level that's that, that's too low, and there's no level that's too high. That there's a huge amount of information in there, and you can use as much of it or as as little of it as as you want. And um, you know, we're just there to to give you the the tools to to you know to do what you want to do. So um, what we're going to do, and you and I talked about this and agreed that um, in any of our weather modules in Nordic Ed, um and and in our weather course in Nordic Ed, uh, we'll put a promotion code uh, in those modules and courses where somebody can get a free um, usage of the weather app and, and they're going to get the full full on premium 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 um, uh, usage for three months right yeah yeah so we have we um, we do have a free version uh, we call it a freemium version because it has a lot of awesome stuff in there. And then we have um, three different levels uh, above that. And so, yeah, we're going to give anyone that does one of your courses, we're going to give them three months on the what we call the professional version. So just it's basically gives you access to everything we've got. So you can go for a real deep dive in there and, um, you know, do everything from weather routing to departure planning and, uh, you know, look at ocean ocean currents and against your weather routing and but also just use the um you know the all the all the other features if you're just going day sailing you know like oh well, you, you've got you know high resolution modeling and and you can just just set your location to where you are and and look at the tables if that's what you want to do but you know or look at the wind maps and see how the wind might change uh, during the day um, for wherever you're going to be. It's, yeah, That's all awesome. that information is going to be there for you to use and try out. Oh, I can hear a lot of people saying thank you um, right now. So um, let's uh, let's jump over to weather routing. Um, that's kind of a mysterious thing for a lot of people as well. Weather weather routing. What What is weather routing? Um, give, us a, give us a good high pic- picture of what weather routing is. Yeah, so weather routing is uh, a tool that um, uses how fast your boat is going to go. So we use a thing called polars, um, performance polars, which is how fast your boat goes in any wind speed um, at, at, at any wind angle. We we know what that is. And it will, there, there's a few ways that you can use it, but the, the way that it's commonly used is it will show you to get from point A to point B in the fastest manner through that weather system, you know, based on how fast your boat goes. Um, we also have another way that you can use that where it will actually avoid, you can you can put a parameter in there to avoid things. I'm a big fan of, of it showing me the, the fastest way to get there um, because then I can use my seamanship to, 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 to see, well, actually, I don't want to go too close to that, 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 that low over there or or whatever. Well, I think um, you the said other thing the, about the other day it, you the, said the, that you could put in like, um, okay, take uh, take me there, give me the best route, but make sure the wind doesn't go over thirty knots or it doesn't go over twenty five knots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. You can put a comfort setting in there. Yeah, um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 
but also what you know and um you could you could probably you know have a go at trying to calculate where you're going to be oh, i might do this i might do that but you know it it shows you where you're going to be in relation to the system am i going to get in in front of that you know you can't you can't calculate in your head oh well actually the breeze dropped down to four knots so we only traveled this far for that you know for for six hours and so now we're not as far as what we thought you know like it's it's very clever it's um you know and it's using all the weather models as well and so you can see all the routes and you can see the you know if they're all do again if they're all doing the same thing well then the the weather models think that the same thing's going to happen if they're doing uh, a bunch of different things well then you want to look at why you know what's going on what what's happening here that 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 you know that these models are all doing different things um and so yeah you can look at all the different parameters and, and work out why that is so you showed me one um a few weeks ago and i think it was somebody sailing from canary islands across to the caribbean right, i think and what you did well, it was awesome right it was absolutely awesome so you pulled up um the weather routing and it showed uh, a chart or a map of um, headings that you should take uh, depending on different models so one model said go this way and one model and then two models said you should both go the same direction and and to put it all in perspective so it knows this the wind speed all the way across right <clears throat> and what the wind direction is going to be it's all predicted and then it says okay at this point your boat will be going this fast and at this point your boat will be going this fast so your boat will end up here on a highly calculated um uh model and so it'll know there and then it knows that the wind the wind is going to be changing and a system is going to be coming through and so you could see it wasn't a straight line right it was it was a, a kind of a, a zigzaggy thing through all the systems to get you uh, over to, I think it was Antigua, I think you said. So um, look, it was, it was just a miracle unfolding in front of my eyes to see that happening uh, to that level of calculation. And there is no way that the best sailor on the planet um, could, could beat that. I mean, how do they know where they're going to be? I mean, you could be absolutely useless sailor and <laughs> beat a very fast sailor just by knowing how to do all this, right? This is, that was awesome. Yeah, and and that does happen in the in, in the racing side of things, you know. Um, you know, someone someone will, um, you know, use the tools and use them well, and that they could. You're right. They could. They can. They could beat anyone, um, you know, because it, it will position you to take uh, advantage of, of of that change, you know, or this front, or um, or or make sure that you keep up with that system, or you know, and and at least let's. You know, it, it can, it's actually doing more than that as well. You know, let's say you're crossing the Gulf Stream. It's going to use it to your advantage. Um, and it's also going to show you where you are uh, in relation to that. So, you know, having that sort of information at your fingertips is is super powerful. And then you can actually, uh, you know, when there's a new, uh, you know, the weather models are updating uh, every 12 hours. And so after the weather's, weather's updated, you run your routing again and it gives you a new route from where you are at that time. And so you're always getting the, the 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 latest information because the you know probably something we should even just mention now that that the your best forecast is the newest one. You don't want to be relying on a four day old forecast. You know we want the latest information with that snapshot of the of the world's weather put into the model 
and recalculate it uh, because things change, you know, and there can be, um, you know, any um, error in in that model run three days ago will actually grow as time goes on. And so that's why we always want to be updating our weather routing and, and looking at the latest forecasts. Right. And so you just sort of dropped a little hint there was that um, you could cross the Gulf Stream or any stream, the East Australian current as uh, Nemo went through, right? Um, yes. The, uh, it, it adds the current into the weather and takes that into account. So it knows the current's going this way and the weather's going this way, the wind's going this way, and it'll calculate all of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think the really important thing there as well is that that you can see what's going on, that you know, well, this is actually when I'm going to get to there. Do I want to be there then? So, you know, that, um, you know, in that situation, we have another tool, which is called a, a departure planning tool. And you can run that de- that departure planner. You could say, well, okay, I want to leave, if I leave tomorrow or I leave the next day or the next day or the next day, and it will run the routes for you for each of those days. And then it'll say, it'll show you them all on the map, but the real... The real way to use that is that you can look at it and go, okay, if I leave, um, I leave on if I leave on day three, I actually get ninety percent reaching, and ten percent downwind. Uh, but if I left on day one or two, I've got fifty percent upwind and you know fifty percent, you know, de- uh, reaching or something like that. Yeah, which and um, and there's going to be three meter, you know, three four meter swells if I leave on day one or two. So I'm sailing upwind and I've got these huge swells. But if I leave on day three or four, I've got, you know, uh, I'm running with, uh, you know, the, the, there's only two meter swells, but I'm going with it as well. And, you know, it just makes a huge difference, you know, difference to your trip. You don't want to be, um, you know, something we talk about a lot is you don't want to be sailing to a schedule. You know, that's, that's when, that's when bad things happen is when people say, well, I'm leaving on this day. Um, you know, you want to leave when the weather tells you to leave. You want to find the weather window that's going to be best for you so that everyone you know, has a nice time. We, we, we're out there to enjoy ourselves, right? Well, and exactly. And so, yeah, if you're going to run your crew through the night beating into the wind and three metre swells, um, that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, you can use all these, you can use all this stuff to, to actually uh, get more enjoyment from your boat. You know, you spent, you know, whether you're chartering a boat or whether you own it or, or whatever, or you're a crew on a boat, whatever it is, you want to get the most out of it. You want to have the most enjoyment. You don't want to, you know, bad experiences take a long time to to get past. Um, you know, you want your family to, to be safe and to enjoy it. And so with these tools, there's no reason you can't achieve that. Well, and guess what? It keeps your family sailing with you. So if you beat up your family and they don't like it, chances are you're never going to take your family out again, right? Especially the kids. <laughs> Yeah, that, that could be expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very expensive boat sits in the slip all the time and doesn't go out. So, look, you know, if I could sum it all up, it's like, you know, what you've got really is a time machine in your pocket uh, with this. Um, you can go forward in time and look at what's going on and make some decisions based on, um, you know, that. It, it, I wish we could do that in our life, right? What, what career should I take? Should I make this stupid decision or make that stupid decision? <laughs> you've got a time machine right in your pocket with this. Thing. This is awesome. Um so um, look, that is absolutely cool, um, and I just want to remind everybody: um, if you're listening to this um, inside um, the Skipper small keel boat or the Skipper large keel boat, um, bareboat charter, 
course uh, or our global weather course, we will embed a promo code so that you get three months of the professional version of Predict Wind uh, for free, um, just so that you can start to experience this. And, and, and again, you know, look, it's, it's so that you can be safe out there and, and have a tool that you can make the right decision. So we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty darn excited about that. Um, so Nick, I think, um, how, uh, how are you doing? Are we, um, you got everything across? What, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, no, I think, no, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. I think, yeah. We're, I think yeah, I think we've got, got most stuff out there. I mean, yeah. the, the only other thing that's, you know, that I mean, we probably actually have covered it, that it is that, it is that, that, that seamanship always comes first, you know, like you use all this stuff so that then you can be a better person, you know, better sailor. Um, so, Right, and I use the word uh, prudence. That's one of my favorite words, right? Yeah. So um, if you are going to do a long distance trip or overnight or, you know, maybe uh, five or six hours, the prudent thing to do is to know what the weather is going to be doing um, and have the best information um, at your fingertips. And so, you know, I would I would just wrap all this up in prudence. Um, that's, that's one of my favorite words. And the other word that, I, you know, we're very much... Um, that we're big on at Nordic Ed is competence, right? You, 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 if you're not competent, you shouldn't be going out. Um, you should have a professional skipper with you. So um, this is knowing the weather and knowing how to read it and just understanding the weather and what's going to happen is just part of being a competent sailor. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Um, I think, um, oh, you did touch on uh, polar and, um, you know, we, we do address polar in um in an electronic navigation course so but essentially um you know a polar plot or a polar map of your boat just basically tells you how fast your boat is going at this wind angle um with uh, this amount of wind speed and so it'll show you exactly what's going on there and um it, it, it's pretty cool. Every boat has its own polar. Um, every boat model, I should say, has its own polar. And then what I even saw inside your app is you could say, well, you know what? That's great, but I'm not that good of a sailor and I probably won't be looking at the, um, the sail trim all the time. So let's dial me down to about 80% of a good sailor. And then <laughs> the weather route recalculated right in front of my eyes, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can, you can, you can change that polar percentage to whatever you want and, and run your route based on that. And it's it's really important to get that right because it, it, then the every other every other part of it's right. And so, um, you know, we even have a function in there where you can say, well, actually, I, I don't want to, I don't I don't like sitting around when there's no wind. Um, I'm going to go. Mo I'm going to motor over the wind. If my boat speed falls below eight knots, I'm going to motor. I'm going to turn the motor on. And 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 then when we get back into the breeze, I'll flick that off, and we'll we'll start sailing again. So that's in uh, the that's in the algorithm, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can turn like that. that on and off, <laughs> and you can adjust the adjust the speed. So yeah. no, look, it's totally cool. Um, I think you know you've convinced everybody. Just you know, just go out and get it, and you're going to get it for free anyway. So why wouldn't you? Okay. Um, look, thanks so much, Nick. And, and um, you'd, you'd talked about uh, you've got some meteorologists on staff. So let's do another podcast um, another day with some meteorologists yes. and we'll talk about, you know, frontal systems. What is a front and why is it called a front and uh, where do they come from? And, you know, what does 500 millibar map mean? And, you know, all this stuff. Um, let's let's talk. And, and you know, what, what's going to happen when um, a front 
cold front meets a warm front, what should you expect and, and why should you stay away from uh, uh, different types of systems? So that would be awesome. So um, anybody listening yeah, in, just yeah. Yeah, look up. That would be really cool. Yeah, so yeah, Jack Catsby is the guy's name that would be the one that would do that. Yep. He's he's in Australia. He's in Melbourne. Okay. Um, and he actually is involved with um, a lot of our modelling. Okay. So he's, he a, he's a climate scientist um, and also does a lot of, um, yeah, he 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 worked with John at Alingi and, um, yeah, he, the, he was, he's, one of the people that's responsible for the model development. All right, cool. So, so everybody, we're going to have a climate scientist on one of these days. Um, now, is Jack an Aussie or a Kiwi, though? He's actually American. Oh, he just lives in Australia. Well, I don't know whether that's an insult to anybody or not. Um, all right, well, okay, we'll forgive him anyway. All right. We'll He's an up. awesome dude. Okay, all right. Well, you know, I, I do know a few Aussies, and they are pretty good, so... Um, I'll, uh, we'll have some, yeah. you know, we are having some fun here, right? Um, okay, so it's just that we beat them in rugby all the time, and it makes them really mad. Right? Why? Why do they get so mad all the time we beat them? <laughs> anyway, all right. Nick, look, thanks so much. This was an awesome podcast. I hope everybody really felt like they got something out of it, and um, we'll look forward to getting uh, Jack and yourself on another time. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for having us. And um, yeah, I hope everybody um, enjoys having a having a go at using Predict Wind and um, finding out a bit more about it. I, I, you know, I think once you get in there and you get involved, you'll, um, you'll really enjoy it. And thanks so much to Nordic Ed for um, giving people this opportunity to, to, to learn about it. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Ciao, everybody.